The Indiana Daily Student presents a new edition of Posted, a podcast highlighting stories throughout the paper, as well as sitting down with reporters asking them about reporting. My name is Jacob Spudage, and I'll be your host. It is Little 500 week, and to kick it off, I will be sitting down with IDS Little 500 reporter Austin Platt. I will also be sitting down with IDS photographer Alex Paul and the official IUSF Little 500 women's race play-by-play broadcaster Griffin Epstein to discuss their new Little 500 documentary, A Little 500 Story, Riding for Glory. Today's rundown in the news, an IDS investigation found former members of Bloomington High Rock Church alleged spiritual abuse of the church. The Indiana Graduate Workers Coalition submitted a cost-of-living adjustment petition to the IU's administration on March 31st, calling for an 8% salary increase. IU graduate student Walker Smith has developed a new technique to conceptualize the elements of a periodic table as it sounds. Uh, He is currently working on creating an interactive tool to hear each element. Bloomington City Council unanimously approved a resolution to adopt Project 46, a coalition between Bloomington, Nashville, and Columbus, Indiana, aiming to combat climate change. They did that on April 12th. In arts, pianist Emmanuel Axe is set to perform at 7.30 p.m. at the IU Auditorium. Um, In sports, Indiana cornerback Travell Mullen has hit the transfer portal on Wednesday. The former five-star recruit is the younger brother of All-American Indiana cornerback Taiwan Mullen, who declared for the draft a couple months ago. Indiana baseball improved to 27-11 Wednesday night after an 11-9 victory over Cincinnati. They start a three-game series with Ohio University on Friday. Be sure to pick up Little 500 guides featuring stories about teams like Cinzano and Delta Tau Delta, as well as key terms, the history of the race, and individual success of each team in the field. All those stories will also be available at idsnews.com. So Austin Platt will be reporting for the IDS on the women's race on Friday, and then will be the WIUX play-by-play broadcaster for the men's race on Saturday. He joins us right now. Austin, thanks for your time today. Thank you. Just want to ask, last year you reported on the Little 500 women's race when Melanzana won. What was that experience like? It's an interesting experience for print because it's a race, of course, that, of course, you can watch on TV and many people are there in person, but to report on it, it's so difficult because it's 100 laps and anything can change in really one in, in one moment. And with the race last year, Melanzana, they were ahead. I mean, that race was basically done and dusted by lap 65 to 70. I was looking back at my tweets yesterday, funny you say that, to look back and kind of how I went about that. And there was only one crash. And Melanzana basically pulled away, and they their best rider uh, on the bike for a while, and she kind of lapped the field, and it was over by that point. So it's trying to focus on that, and while uh, trying to get basically a hold of who else did well in the spring series, and then trying to put all of that together into a story. It's definitely difficult um, trying to cover a race like that with, when there's not a, a ton of media coverage, and there's not a lot of uh, events that lead up to that. Um, that gives you uh, really a sense of who's going to win the race, because last year, just like this year, they qualified 13th, so they were not supposed to, I guess, win by the terms of what uh, where they were in terms of quals and where they started the race. But uh, as we know, that can change in an instant, and that's what happened. Doing this for the second straight year, uh, how are you preparing differently? Uh, from for this race from the last year's race well I know last year I, I went out to the field just to kind of get a sense of what um, the 
the atmosphere was like and being in the press box you can barely hear anything and I, I learned that uh, the uh, connection was really slow out in the field so sending tweets was not that easy but I guess just being out there you get a really good sense of what's going on with the writers and the teams and how they're exchanging and then just the celebration at the end uh, definitely something I want to get a bit more of and just try and get instant reactions um, because those are the quotes that, that really are the best when, when it's immediately it's just hit you that you've won the little five so um, definitely uh, be more, a little bit more attentive and uh, try and get th those tweets out quicker, even though if the connection isn't all that great. Now, you're doing uh, radio on Saturday, writing on Friday. How do you prepare differently for each of those um, different platforms you're doing? Yeah, basically radio, you got to know about every single team in the race and um, at, at all times because anything can happen. And although, of course, you prepare more for the teams that are you know expected to win, um, Little five is it's it's so unexpected, and you got to know about every single team, and um, you have to know enough that off the top of your head you can just talk while the action's happening, and it's it's not easy. It's basically kind of like NASCAR almost, where it's just kind of the same thing for for 200 laps, and of course there're going to be crashes. There, there are exchanges which make things interesting and all that, and there you know teams that of course try and pull away um, during certain stints in the race, but it's not as easy. Of course, when you're doing print, you can kind of look anything up in the moment and just kind of spit that out to the audience, but in the moment, you don't have time to, you know, control F and try and search anything up. So it's a bit more difficult. Uh, more prep, prep is needed, but I think doing it last year definitely really helps a lot. And, and the race really goes by quickly more than you think because we were planning out when we were trying to go to commercial last year. And by the time lap 70 hits, you're like, wow, it's only it feels like no time has elapsed. And we're already, what, a third of the way through the race. So it, it goes by a lot quicker than you think. This is a question from like a fan aspect, but is there ever trouble keeping track of who's on which lap? Last year, I was completely lost. And I know last year Melanzana had a big lead, but everybody else in the field, what? how do you keep track of that? Um, do you ever just kind of don't know? Yeah, the the scoreboard uh, at Armstrong to the right is sometimes deceptive and sometimes with the glare you can't even see it. The good thing is there, there's live stats, I guess, is the way to put it through race monitors. So there's chips on every single bike, and that gives you exact timing. That's how, that's how they do all the, the spring series events. And um, so I can literally have it. I have it up on my phone, and it gives me the exact times of when they cross the finish line uh, for, for each lap, and uh, that, that gives me a good sense of, of who's in the lead and all that. But you know, most of the times it's close. You can see um, when, when teams are ahead of others just by the way the teams that are you know doing well are usually on the inside, whereas the teams that have already you know are back by several laps are kind of riding on the outside a bit more to allow those teams to to move in uh, and make their moves on the inside. Um, so it's easy at times. Definitely the packs aren't aren't as easy because some teams will just stay in the pack even though they're a lap or two back which makes it a bit difficult but but you see a race monitor they do an excellent job it's, it's pretty easy and I'm pretty surprised that they even have something as up-to-date as that um, for anyone you know the fans can definitely do it as well but yeah I, I don't blame you being there it has to be difficult to see who's winning and not because we know the lap counters are out there that they're burning out there and you never know if the, those numbers are 100% accurate. Uh Print or radio, what's the best part of covering this race? Oh, it's just it's just the atmosphere. Number one, you don't have to pay. It's it's a free ticket to, to get into to one of the coolest events, one of the you know strangest events, I guess is one way to put it. Just because of it's kind of it's one day in the air. There's all the preparation that goes in, but these teams aren't you know being watched by thousands of people until race day. And although quals, there are a bunch of people that come out. All the, the fraternities and sororities come out to support uh, their teams. It's just not the same, and it's such a unique event that makes you know a campus like I so special that everyone from across the country can come in and watch such a special race like this it's 
um, guys and gals that have been preparing 364 days. They treat it like a D1 sport. I think that's what makes it so cool. And in the end, it's just all about you know creating bonds with, with your teammates and uh, being closer than people when within you're in your um, frat houses and sorority houses. And I think that's what just makes it so special. It's more the friendship and the history of Little Five that makes it so much cooler uh, to cover it because it's been going on for since now the 72nd running on the men's side, which is pretty awesome. Uh, you can uh, Austin covers both softball on top of Little 500. You can read those stories at idsnews.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Austin Platter for all updates during the race on Friday. And listen to him on 99.1 FM WIUX radio, streaming online at WIUX.org. Austin, thank you. Thank you. All right, well, Griffin Epstein and Alex Paul are releasing a documentary in collaboration with between the Indiana Daily Student and the Hoosier Network. It is called The Little 500 Story, Riding for Glory. Uh, quite the trailer. I, I, you guys released it last week. Uh, looks awesome. Uh, just quest, these questions for both you guys, but how did this idea come about, and what's going to be the main storyline throughout the entire piece? So I, um, I've always wanted to kind of do a, a feature-length documentary package and oh we on camera too wow <laughs> didn't realize this was so fancy in here but anyways i i had wanted to do something more feature length and really delve into people's stories um and was lucky enough to um be in a the honors media capstone here at the media school uh, which gave us the opportunity to do kind of a semester-long project so decided wanted to do something on little five there's really only been one documentary done on Little Five before one day in April, which was done about 10 years ago. Um, we've talked with Tom Miller, who put that together, did a really great job, but felt like there was there was still a void to do more. And then uh, mentioned it to Alex, and I guess he can say where he came in, but Alex, even though he's not doing this for a class, uh, was willing to step in. I'm lucky to have one of the the best videographers in the, in the business now. That's uh, the main reason that trailer looks so good. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Little 500 is a staple of Indiana University, and it's always been a dream of mine to do some sort of collaborative project with, like, talented people within the media school to showcase um, the incredible uniqueness of that race. And so when Griffin came to me and said, hey, I'm working on this for my capstone class back in January, I was like, well, this is perfect because this is pretty much exactly what I want to do. But, you know, my skill set is more on the editing and video and production side of things where, where Griffin is, is much more on that, you know, journalist, journalistic and, and, and connectedness side. So I think, I think we really fit together. And uh, it's, it's been really fun to go through this process and, and follow these writers around. You guys said it was an honors capstone project um, for the semester. How long, how much time have you devoted to this project? Well, I've... <laughs> Probably, probably devoted a lot more than than the the class intended. I, I'm in the class. Alex is not in the class. Um, but I think having this time and opportunity, and and once Alex stepped in and was willing to to really shoot up to a, a much higher level of standard than I can, coming from a broadcast background, uh, while Alex can really capture kind of a, a cinematic angle uh, that you saw in the trailer. Um, I wanted to go all in. I think if if you're gonna do something and spend a lot of time on it, you may as well put 100% into it. So uh, we spent many hours. Alex is now spending hours and hours editing. I've spent hours putting together the script. And uh, we've been out just a lot shooting, uh, getting interviews. We uh, we spent uh, about four hours on a Sunday just uh, following Sig Ep uh, a few weeks ago out when they were riding. And uh, Alex was shooting out the back of my car. So 
a lot, a lot of long hours, but it, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and I just, I love getting to talk to riders and, and learning their stories. And I've certainly gained a much better understanding and appreciation for Little Five and everything that's a part of that community. Yeah, I think that, that um, you know, it goes back to the adage of when you're doing something you're passionate about, it's not actually work. Um, especially with this project, you know, you, you started out and you're just like, oh, I've been dreaming about doing something like this for the the three and a half years I've been at IU so far, and, and this is my final semester. And so you, you start to, you know, dig into that project and get into the groove of it, and then you just you know, see all these angles that you want to take and you're just so passionate about, you know, kind of documenting that and putting that into a uh, creative format that you just you just want to keep going and you want to keep adding on and spending four hours with the team and really, really getting into it. I think that it really doesn't seem like work. So I, I it's definitely countless hours, but it's something that I've I've enjoyed all of those countless hours. And I think Griffin has, too. So. Assuming you guys are still adding on, what does race day look like for you guys on Friday and Saturday? What are you doing to uh, capture those moments for that documentary? So most of what the documentary is, is is following that prep for what it takes to to actually race in Little Five. Um, so I think that race day for us will kind of just be, um, you know, that pinnacle and that climax and that uh, accumulation of 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 what all that prep that these riders have gone into. So it's not necessarily too much about, you know, the race and what's going on in the race and how the race is won and all that stuff. It's it's where did these riders end up that have put all this effort over the past, I mean, some of them four years at IU into this race. Just to, just to add on to that too, as, as Alex said, I think that was my kind of biggest focus and storyline going in is is – one Day in April is an incredible documentary, but it did a lot of focus on race day and, and the couple weeks before that. And we wanted to really look overall at what does the community mean? How does how does family tie in? How are how are people motivated on the day to day months before the race? And, and as Alex said, everything leads up to that two days in April, one day for the men, one day for the women. So the, it will be very much the, the climax, the apex of the documentary. But I think our our focus was what is everything else that goes into it? Um, one of the writers said this, and this, this will probably be in the documentary. It's it's a lot more than that one day. It's about the 364 other days that they put in work. How long are you guys looking for this to run? And when are you hoping to debut it? Um, probably around 10 minutes right now. I, I haven't timed out the script. We have most of the script written. Obviously, the, the end is, is waiting to see what happens this weekend. Uh, but the hope is to, to get it out on a graduation week. So... Uh, pretty soon. And uh, riding out of cars, uh, doing something that doesn't even feel like a job. What's been the highlight of the filming so far? That that was definitely, I think that was one of the highlights, certainly uh, riding around and, and following SIGAP. It, it was so cool to just be out on the road and what's supposed to be, you know, just a Sunday morning ride for them. And it was it was 60 miles all the way down to Bedford, around Lake Monroe, going on small country roads in Lawrence County that I, I would never be driving down. Uh, it was a beautiful day out. And just to see the work they put in, Sigep had their had their coach riding with them and, and the whole time too, which was incredible to see a, a middle-aged man uh, doing it as well. So it, that, that was definitely a really memorable uh, experience, just getting to follow them around out on the road. But Getting one-on-one -on -one time just to talk with the riders for 40, 50 minutes and, and see the passion they have uh, has been really exciting as well. 
Yeah, I mean, from a film standpoint, um, you know, sitting in the back of a car, you know, trying to strap yourself in with your legs hanging out and, you know, thousands of dollars worth of camera gear six inches away from the asphalt is there's always going to be with any project you do, especially with film, there's always going to be some sort of uh, crux of, of how are we going to portray this visually as it's such a crucial part of their training process in the case for little 500 is doing these you know 60 mile road rides where they're averaging around 20 miles an hour for the entire time so uh just just being able to 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 do that and and you know that's not something that you get to go do when you're when you're shooting basketball or you're shooting football or, or, or a more traditional sport so there's just a unique exhilarating thrill to to you know, filming that training process that I, I had seen before, and, and that was just something that I wanted to do before I graduated, and I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Awesome. Well, on top of that documentary, Griffin will be the play-by-play broadcaster uh, for the IUSF Little 500 Women's Race official broadcast at broadcast.iu.edu. Uh, Griffin, I'm going to ask you kind of the same uh, question that I asked Austin earlier, and how much preparation goes into this? How hard is it? I realize now that doing this documentary could actually help you with this broadcast, and how does it help? It, it very much did. I, I mean, I broadcasted the race last year, um, but it was really challenging because there hadn't been a normal little five in two years. I, I mean, the the COVID year race was in May uh, and was really hard to get involved with, so I, I hadn't seen a race ever before going into last year. So this year, definitely working on the documentary has just helped a lot. I've been a lot more familiar not just with the race and how it works, but again, all that work that the riders put in for the months and months leading up to April. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of broadcast prep. It's definitely the most complex broadcast. I uh, do at IU with the number of teams, the complicated rules. Um, you know, in some ways, it sounds a little silly, but it's like it's it's a made up sport in a way. There is no other race anywhere that works like this that has amateur athletes that are students competing so there's a lot of rules to learn um and it really takes a lot of not just research but just sitting down and talking with people to fully understand how the race works and and where's people's motivation and strategy comes from awesome well you can watch alex and griffin's documentary at idsnews.com when it premieres as well as watch griffin as the play-by-play broadcaster with the little 500 with the little 500 alum rachel brown for the little 500 little 500 women's race on friday you can also follow griffin on twitter at epstein underscore griffin and alex at alex paul photo thank you both for coming on today thanks, thanks so jacob much. really appreciate it That wraps up the second first episode of Posted. You can check out idsnews.com for new episodes every week. Posted is co-produced by myself and Olivia Bianco, as well as edited by Olivia. You can follow Olivia on Twitter at the Olivia Bianco, as well as myself at Spoodage Jacob. Thank you for joining us.